Hello, and welcome to another episode of Market House, the podcast where we talk all things Disney. My name is Caleb. And I'm Caitlin. And this week, we talk about the recent Disneyland price increases, Fantasmic coming back to Hollywood Studios, and our top five quick service restaurants. Let's dive in. This is episode number 53. Can you believe it? Yeah, I'm so excited. All right. Back at here. it again. Back at it again. Here we are. With another episode of Market, Market House. House. <laughs> <laughs> what have we been doing? Let's let's uh let's update the people. Um we last night made some pizza. We shared yes. that on Instagram. So we've got it's not new to us. We've had it for a while. Uh we just busted it out again. But we've got this uh, newfangled contraption. Essentially, it's a pizza oven, a home pizza oven. It's called an uni. And why we're so excited about this, I'll speak for myself. Why I love it so much is because it makes really good gluten-free pizza. Yeah, and for those who don't know, with having a gluten-free pizza, it normally is a cauliflower crust, which isn't thick. It's very thin. Yeah. It sometimes doesn't taste very good. Not always. But, or... Caleb's only other option is being able just to do a frozen pizza in the oven if we're eating at home. So being able to make dough from scratch and put yeah. it into a pizza oven and actually get dough that rises, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So like nothing wrong. I actually like thin crust a lot. Yeah. I just want to change once in a while. So like I remember, you know, like as a kid eating Papa John's and loving that yeah. big old crust. So I wanted to replicate that. So we ordered this uh, pizza oven, ordered this fancy what's it called? Pizza crust dough stuff. Yeah. Like a gluten-free version. Yeah. And again, it, it gets the pizza, like I gets it pretty close to a pizza that doesn't look gluten-free. No. Which again, uh, it's, it's quite it's a difference. Yeah. So it's nice. So we did that last night, made some pizza together. Yeah. And then we ran inside, turned on the old television <laughs> and watched the finale of, again, non-Disney, but uh, the finale of, was it Rings of Power? Yeah. Over it's on that Amazon? Lord of the Rings show. It's fun. And for those of you who are like, tune out, Lord of the Rings. I'm like, no, 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 no. It was so good. Okay, yeah. So this is coming from two, uh, I would say you're a casual Lord of the Rings fan. Right. You love the movies growing up. Right. I um, actually, I'm not going to lie, never a giant fan of the movies. I've tried to read the books. My dad gave me his original set from like the 70s or early 80s. So I've got this really old, cool set of Lord of the Rings books and I have not been able to get into it. So I've never been a giant Lord of the Rings fan. No, I know some people might be all up in arms and like, how dare you? It's classic fantasy. I just can't get into it. So this is coming from very casual fans right. or a non-fan. And I enjoyed the I enjoyed the TV show. It was very well done. It was absolutely stunning to watch. It was beautiful. It is the most expensive TV show ever made, according to some folks. It was nearly a billion dollars. I highly recommend. Like 700 and something million dollars. Yeah. Go watch it and let us know what you think. Because even for someone who isn't obsessed yeah. with Lord of the Rings, like I loved it. Visually stunning. Yeah. Some story issues, but it was good overall. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. This is a I Disney should, podcast. Gosh, Let's I'm get it back. I'm so sad it's over though. I know. <laughs> all right. Before we dive into the news and all the rest of the good stuff, uh, c- please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah. This is this is honestly such a great way to help out our show. And we're not going to lie. We really, really appreciate the people that have already done a review. We get so excited. Speaking for myself, it is just the most 
exciting, like happy feeling seeing that someone took the time to write something about our show and just give us their thoughts and opinions. So if you can and haven't already, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much in advance for doing that and for the folks that have already done so. And also one quick other way you can support the show. If you're already planning a trip to the parks, uh, whether that be on the West Coast, East Coast, what have you, uh, you can buy your tickets over on Undercover Tourist. And we have a cool little link below in the episode details that you can use. And uh, that just helps the show out a little bit if you use that link and buy tickets that way, book your hotel, what have you. Uh, again, just supports the show in another way. And it's free to you. Uh, you'll actually save a little bit of money mm-hmm. booking through Undercover Tourist. So we appreciate that. And enough of all the details and stuff. Let's get into that Disney news. All right, our first news story is unfortunately pretty sad. A couple of pretty much like acting icons passed away the past week. Uh, Angela Lansbury, uh, who we know her as the voice of Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, She also has a giant other career outside of that, just kind of before our time. Uh, She was, uh, I think, did 60 Minutes at one time, uh, Murder, She Wrote, which is something we never watched. But uh, she passed away on October 11th, and uh, she was 96 years old, so lived a long time happy life, I'm sure. Uh, but unfortunate to see that. Yeah, Never it's, fun. It's such a childhood star. I know. To us, like, like Mrs. Potts was like one of my favorite because again, I love Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So yeah, that was very sad. The song and everything. Yeah. It's just iconic. So yeah. yeah, very sad to see that. And also again, this is not Disney related, but so closely associated and just a fantastic movie series, what have you. Uh, Robbie Coltrane, who's uh, the actor that played Hagrid passed away on October 14th, and he was 72 years old. Apparently, he was dealing with some health issues the past couple of years, but so sad to, I mean, th- again, as a character in the books and the movies, like, so special special to me growing up. Yeah. And I know you, you're reading the books right now, actually. Yeah, I love them. And again, Hagrid's, I feel like, is one of everyone's, like, favorite characters. Yeah. Um, but I did see one thing online. You remember that reunion kind of thing that all the Harry Potter... Yeah, on people- HBO Max. Yeah, so... He was in that document. Was it a documentary? Yeah, kind it's of. Essentially. Um. So Robbie was in that, and I there was a quote going around that he mentioned saying oh. like, "Hey, like Harry Potter is going to be something that's going to be passed down." Like I won't be here, but yes, Hagrid will be. But Hagrid will be, and yeah. I'm like, that's such a special, very cool moment now. Like looking back and going, now that he's gone, it's just so sad. Very sad because he was such an iconic and important role in that series, yeah. and even in the book. So yeah. it's very unfortunate that both of those people have passed away and. Yeah, I just that's such a bummer. Yeah, so. not a fun week in that world, but uh, yeah, sad to see those two go. All right, next up we have some news that nobody likes to hear in the Disney community. We have some price increases at the Disneyland Resort. Yeah, affected both coasts, but in different ways. Yeah. So let's dive in a little bit. We're not going to bore you with all the details of like every single tier price and stuff, but it's that time of year, like Caitlin said, where they raise prices on us and. Again, it's expected every time. I expect it, right? I know they're coming. It's just when they announce it, I get angry for some reason every yeah, year. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like you said, you know they're coming, but it's kind of like when they do come, it's unexpected because you're like, what? Yeah. How could they do that? How dare you? But then like a week later, you're like, okay, well, they do that all the time. But I just feel like they just did one. I know. So let's, I, let's go through it. Yeah. Okay, so on average, they rose about 9 to 12% Whoa. over here. That's a lot That's a of lot. money. Especially because it's already expensive. Yeah. So let's go uh, down the single park ticket price list here. Uh, Again, 
everyone knows this, but it's by tier, right? So a tier one day is a very slow, let's say a, a Tuesday in February, whereas a tier six is going to be a Sunday in July, right? So based on popularity, this is how they are priced. So it varies day by day, but let's go down these tiers. Tier one was $104, now $115. Tier two was $119, now $129. And the list goes, I'm not going to go through every one, but tier six was $164, now $179. Bucks. Wow. So $180 for a one-day ticket, not even park hopper. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Um, let's go down here. Let's see. I can't imagine that just for a family. 180 per person. Oh my. Yeah. And that's not including your food, your merch, your travel to get there, nothing. I mean, whoa, that's a lot of money. A lot of cash. So least expensive park hopper ticket will be $169 a new tier. Cost of multi-day tickets increased about 9.21% to 11.76. The one-day park hopper add-on option has risen from $60 to $65. It's just expensive. Yeah. It's so expensive. So uh, so yeah, those are ticket price increases. You can go to the Disneyland website and see what those look like now. Again, I won't bore you with all those details, but just know that they rose about 10% on average. Uh, Genie Plus also increased over here on the West Coast. The cost went from $20 to $25. I don't That's know. that. I, don't I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. It's it, it's up by five bucks. Um, you can. So this is a weird thing. This is what's crazy. It was risen. It, it rose to 25 bucks, okay? But can also go higher on peak days. They have not announced what this can look like, but the base price now, at the least it can get is $25, but they did say there's going to be variable pricing with Genie Plus now, just like the tickets. Of course. So on Christmas Day, who knows how much Genie Plus is going to be? Probably 35 Oh my gosh. So yeah. this is there's a trick to lock in that $25 price, but you have to know you'll want it your whole trip. That's the bummer. Gotcha. So if you do the add-on ticket option... So when you go buy your tickets on Undercover Tourist or the Disneyland website and you go to buy your park hopper ticket, let's say, there's an option to add Genie Plus for your whole entire visit. That locks it in at $25 no matter what. But if you choose to wait until that day, this is so confusing. <laughs> I feel so bad for first-time guests because it's just so confusing now. But if you wait uh, until the day you want to go, like we do, we kind of do it day by day, take it day by day, that can vary. Yeah. My biggest thing with that, though, is even when they're going to be charging more in peak days, I don't even know if I'd recommend getting Genie Plus on a peak day because what we just had happened to us, our yeah, last trip, you could barely use it. it was so busy at the parks that we're like, oh, get a Genie Plus. No, we only went on like, what, three rides with yeah. it or yep. something like that. So, yeah, it's definitely something that I hope they fix because right now people are not having it but like, my this isn't i know i'm gonna play i don't know I, this is where i get frustrated with those disney fans and we're guilty of it too we talk a lot of talk right we're talking here kind of bashing this product we go on twitter and we get angry but we're back at the parks in three weeks and most other people are like the same thing we just yeah. sit there and bash on it and then we go well i think there's something to say about getting something and still being like it's not my favorite because a lot of times it's like we're hoping in this product that it's going to work because yeah. we're like, hey, I'm not excited about paying $20 for something that's going to get me rides that used to be free, but hey, it is what it is. And then spending 40 bucks for the both of us to do it and then being able to ride three rides. Sure, I get that. And people get frustrated, but we keep trying it. And Disney, they don't they don't know the difference. At yeah. the end of the day, I still paid that $40. Right. Right. And so at the end of the they're not going to know if I did it angrily or if I did it with joy in my heart. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's it's frustrating. Again, you got to vote with your wallet, unfortunately. I don't think people will. No. But 
that's how it works. Uh, individual lightning lanes also went up to $25. Again, that's variable, but now the peak is 25 bucks. So if you want to ride rise of the resistance and skip that line, you're probably looking at $25 on most days. But this is the weird thing. Over on the East Coast, Disney World did not experience any ticket price increases. So maybe they're waiting. Maybe they're uh, seeing how we react to the Disneyland ones. But they did get price increases on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. So theirs went from $15 to $22. That's so random. Why $22? I don't know. They maybe just pulled some people and they were comfortable with $22. Um, again, this varies by day. This can also go higher than $22, just like Disneyland, just depending on... Again, they haven't announced details on that, but it is in that uh, fine print. Uh, individual Lightning Lanes cost up to $22 now. Um, and then some also random stuff that I've been seeing people complain about. Lightsabers at uh, Savvy's Workshop went from $220 to $250. Yeah, and then the Droid Depot went from $100 to $120, which I have to say the Droid thing is getting up there to where I'm like, I think that's a little too high. I it's think a, both. I just, I mean, the lightsaber, I feel like, okay, it's a, I don't know. I feel like it's more techy and cool true. than the droid. I'm like, it, the droid is a little piece of plastic. That's true. With a little motor in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like 120 bucks. That's true. Both are a r- ridiculous amount right. of money. One's maybe easier to swallow than the other. But yeah, just again, it, we all know this. It's expensive to go to Disney. It's even more expensive now. You got record inflation just with groceries and now Disney's following with their ticket prices. So Again, save some money, folks. If you can, again, buy your tickets through, I hate to sound like a plug thing, but (laughs) buy your tickets through Undercover Tourist. You'll save a little bit of money and that adds up if you're going with a family and uh, just plan ahead and make sure you budget for these increases. All right, next up, we have some news from Magic Band Plus. It is going to be debuting in Disneyland on October 26th. Yeah, we have a date. So remember, it was fall of 2022. Yeah. And now we've got that beautiful date of October 26th. So that is about a week away. And are you going to buy one? I think I will. Yes. I've seen a lot of yes and no's all over the internet. All right. Um, But I do know that they are offering a, is it, I believe it's $10 off for a specialty like magic key band for like the watch or something. Yeah. So I think they, it's an additional band. The actual magic band doesn't get it. Oh, I'm sorry. They're eligible for your Magic Key discounts. Right. Just not some special deal like this. But yes, there's a band that you can buy for 10 bucks off. Right. So yeah, I think overall, I want to try it just to give it a go. Um, I think it'd be great to be able to talk about it and share like our opinions on it. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't think it's going to blow my mind. I mean, now, we've but... used it though. I mean, oh yes, I'm sorry. So I'm thinking of Magic Band, honestly. Like when I think of Magic Band plus, I just think of Magic Band. I don't even care about the colors and vibration, <laughs> right? So I'm excited to be able to use like lightning lanes with it and ticket. Like, can we link our magic key to it? I, I don't know. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> you should know these things. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's convenient. I mean, it's all on my phone right now. I wish you know what. At the end of the day, and then the I stop talking. Thing. I wish they had an Apple Watch. Everyone has one. Just like make it so I can use it like a, a pass on here, like a, a ticket. Yeah, it's almost like Disney could have like an app for the watch. Yes. And then you can just do your watch. And But then again, they could sell Apple watch bands. Yeah. For, oh my gosh. They'd probably We're getting make more too dreamy right now. With their but, thing, but yeah. Yes. Uh, Magic Band Plus coming to Disney October 26th. All right. We're hopping over to the East Coast with this announcement. But Fantasmic is coming back to Hollywood Studios November of this year. Again, I got, I got so excited for this one, and I'm not even. I haven't even been able to You've see never it. been. Okay, so this is the crazy thing. I actually added this in the notes. Caitlin's never experienced Fantasmic 
over in Disney World. No, it, it was because, again, we've gone during COVID. Yeah. And it was closed the whole time. So we never got to see it yeah, over there. You just you are totally a stranger to the stadium yes. feel of Fantasmic. You get a seat and everything. Yes. And I just love that Disney World has that big Fantasmic sign. Like yeah, when you're looking like at Tower billboard. of Terror. Yeah. Yes, I'm so jealous. I want to be able to go over there and see it. We'll and go. Sit in the seats. Yeah. With these, you know pending price increases will go in maybe <laughs> 2028 but yeah. uh yeah so fantastic coming back for all you east coast folk all right next up some very exciting news regarding the holidays that are going to be coming to the disneyland resort we have some exciting new additions that we were just told about this past week um for those who don't know disney did announce that the holidays were coming was it a few weeks ago i believe yeah just the dates and some yeah, basic info the normal shows and all that but this past week they announced some specialty items that you can get food wise merch wise so i'm quite excited yeah uh, food's always good. Yeah. Speaks to the soul. <laughs> yeah. uh, these will be available November 11th through January 8th, which is the holiday dates for the Disney and Res- Disneyland Resort. Uh, so let's share let's some examples. Dive into of what's going to be available. Yeah. All right. So starting at DCA, you can get a churro that has peppermint all over it with (laughs) (laughs) all over it and it has like drizzled um milk chocolate syrup or some vanilla sauce yeah Yeah. looks good it looks yummy uh let's see here sonoma terrace they've got a mistletoe mule a holiday take on a classic mule cocktail with cranberry juice agave garnish with a sprig of rosemary and a cranberry and then how fun none other than the holiday gray stuff it's just gray stuff with a holiday twist. Is the <laughs> yeah, is that the was description. the description? We needed to read that off just because of how can conf- like what does that even mean? Holiday gray stuff just with a holiday twist. Yeah. Okay. I I'm guess we'll see what some that- sprinkles, maybe some different color like yeah, gray stuff. <laughs> we'll know. see. Uh, and then oh yeah, the Grand California Hotel. They'll have a little cart in the corner. Mm-hmm. They'll have a, a poinsettia cookie. Yummy. That sounds Hopefully, good. I'm assuming they're going to bring back the gingerbread cookie and like all that kind of stuff I'm assuming, as well. like the shot things. Yeah. Little cookie oh, shots. Oh, yes. We haven't tried those yet. I can't, but you can. I want to try them. Yeah, it looks yes. good. All right. All right. That's all the food coming to the Disneyland Resort. And our final news story happens kind of all over the U.S. And that is a Disney animation immersive experience. So this is a traveling like art exhibit that's going to be going to uh, all the major cities in the U.S. It looks like. Um, They have a few announced right now, and I'm assuming more dates will be announced in the next few months. But if you're confused as to what this is, this is uh, if you paid attention to your local news, because this thing went everywhere, uh, you would know about the Van Gogh experience, which is basically this walkthrough art thing with projections and these giant screens. And it looked amazing. Um, So essentially think of that, but with Disney animation. So this thing starts in December of 2022. And uh, locations announced so far for this traveling exhibit is Boston, Cleveland, Columbus, Denver, Detroit, Las Vegas, Minneapolis, Nashville, San Antonio, and Toronto. That would be amazing to go see. I really want to see this. I hope they come more west. Uh, Looks like Vegas is the most west they've announced. So I'm assuming San Francisco will get it. We'll maybe take a trip down there and go see this cool art exhibit. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So look out uh, for the Disney Animation Immersive Experience. All right, you know what that music means? It's our weekly edition of Disney, Disney Trivia. Trivia. Whoa, we did it in unison there. That's impressive. All right, let's dive in. Caitlin, uh, I think you won last week. It was the first week where I went 0 for 2. You took it with a 1 for 2 performance. 
And I'm looking to come <laughs> yeah. back and strike back strong. Yeah, my um, strong presence with, yes, Aladdin has an apple in his oh, hand. Oh, yes. Thank yes. you, everyone, for writing in. It was bread. It was bread. Yes. So the <laughs> trivia website was correct. Caitlin had an apple in her mind. I think, did people confirm that it does oh, appear yeah. later? I had a ton of people reach out and go, Caitlin, it's bread. They showed me pictures. I got snippets of the movie. No, they we got- know that. We know. I know that. But the apple does make an appearance yes. at some point, so right? So someone mentioned that there might have been an apple in the scene where he's right about to meet Jasmine. Okay. So, so it's later on. He's enjoying an I apple. I think so. Something along those lines. <laughs> it's close so I don't know. There's an apple in one of the movies. Okay. I think, so. Cool. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive in. All right, Caitlin. Here we go. Here are your two questions. Okay. Number one. What school did the characters of High School Musical attend? Oh, what is the name of the school? You should know this. It's... East. Um, oh my Keep going. Gosh. East. No, it's not Eastville. It's East. East Valley. No, I mean you're just you're overcomplicating it. You're very close. Yeah, I can see it right now. Oh my gosh! And I'm the biggest like high school. I know. <laughs> I have no. I idea. thought you'd have this in the bag. Yeah. You're well, you are adding a word you don't need to. What do you mean? You said what? What was your what was your original answer? East. Okay. It's not right? Yeah. Just keep going. East High School. Yes. <laughs> Good grief. You know, East Valley. <laughs> East Mountain High School. Thank you for that. Good job. Okay. Okay. You. We'll give you half a point. No, maybe. no half points. Okay. No all more right. sucker points. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here's question number two. In the movie Mulan, the young female warrior brings along a horse during training. What was the name of this horse? Okay, do you want to know what name popped in my head? What? Pongo from the 101 Dalmatians. Wait, Pongo? Pongo. Oh my gosh. But that's obviously not his name. That's very, no. That's very wrong. Oh gosh. Okay, I asked her before we did trivia. I said, you're a giant Mulan fan, right? She said, yep. And I said, all right, you're getting the question. Yes, huge Mulan fan. You should know this. Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm going to give you a hint. Genghis. Genghis? Genghis. Oh, (laughs) I don't know. I honestly don't know. Khan. How does Genghis... <laughs> <laughs> Genghis Khan? Do you not remember history s- lessons? No. <laughs> in school? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, that was... Okay, wow. <laughs> Caitlin coming out with that 0 for 2. Uh, let's see if I can do any better than that. Shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> All right, let's All go. All right, you ready for this? I think so. <laughs> Gosh, you're the weirdest hints. Okay. In Up, where does Carl Fredrickson want to move his house? Paradise Falls. That is correct. I went easy, thanks. East Paradise <laughs> Falls. Okay. Question number two. What are the names of the Haunted Mansion's hitchhiking ghosts? Oh, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Three of them. Correct. Genghis. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Pongo. That shouldn't be it. Um, Peter. I, no, stop. <laughs> prince Peter is a is the name of a oh prince. Oh my gosh, that was convinced. the best episode. Um, Gus is one of them. Gus is one of them. Okay, that's all I know. I'll give you a hint. One starts with an E. Ernie. W- no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one starts with a P. Peter. <laughs> okay, so we've got hold on. We've got Gus. Mm-hmm. We've got. Oh gosh, Prince Philip. 
I don't know. I honestly don't know. Okay, so the correct answer is Gus, Ezra, and Phineas. Ezra. Oh, I should have known Ezra. I did not know Phineas. Yeah. Okay. All That's right. It. Okay, so I went one for two. All right. So we and did, I'll take that. We I'll did take terrible that. this week. Yeah, we did pretty bad, but that's all right. <laughs> it was another week of Disney trivia. <laughs> East Valley High School, home of the Wildcats, <laughs> according to Caitlin. All right. Thanks for joining us this week at Disney Trivia. Let us know if you got any of those right. And if you did, you're much better at trivia than we are. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to our main segment of this week's episode. We're talking top five Disneyland quick service restaurants. So we've we've talked about top dining experiences. I think we've done sit-down restaurants. Mm-hmm. We have not visited our favorite quick service restaurants. And fun note, if you would have asked us like three months ago, this list would have looked a lot different. Yes, especially recent, now. Yeah, recent experiences has changed our opinions on some of these places, so... Let's, let's talk about it. Let's dive in. And this one we did uh, a little different. Usually we have different lists we develop separately. This one we decided to combine our minds, combine our brain our power. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we. Um, this was easy for us to do together because our answers were... Pretty similar. Yeah, so... It, we would have been just sharing restaurants in different orders pretty much, but yeah. it all would have been the same one. Right. So we thought we'd just go ahead and prioritize these together on the couch watching movies <laughs> and discussing food. So uh, it's just a normal Tuesday in this house. Let's talk top five Disneyland quick service restaurants. Okay. Number one, Caitlin, what did we... Oh, no. Let's start from the bottom up. Bottom. I'm sorry. Let's start bottom up. Hmm. All right. Number five. Number five. And that is Galactic Grill. This is a good one. And for those who listen to our podcast for a while, um, we mention this almost every trip report. Um, but one of the honorable mentions and why it's on this list is because they have uh, breakfast options for Caleb. So they have gluten-free. It is a staple in this house. My breakfast, gluten-free breakfast sandwich in the morning is so good, so flipping good. Caitlin gets a burrito mm-hmm. and it's one of our favorites. It's a, it's not light. It's kind of a heavy breakfast. It's like yeah. sausage, egg, it's the whole thing. Yeah, the breakfast burrito, there's a breakfast sandwich, there are French toast sticks, and then as well, they also order, or excuse me, whoa, they also have lunch and dinner options as well for you, which contains, you know, chicken dinners. The tenders, normal. Yeah, they do. Burgers. They're good. Yeah, and this is why it got to five. I was going to argue number four slot, but I remembered not liking the lunch that much a couple of times. Like, it's kind of hit or miss when it comes to lunch. The burger had a rubbery consistency a couple of times. And uh, my stomach wasn't very happy after eating it one time. I remember having stomach pains walking through Tomorrowland going, what did I eat? <laughs> and going, Galactic Grill was what I consumed earlier. So that one, it knocked it down a little bit only because the lunch and dinner is not as good. It does have dark by chocolate though. Yes, which is amazing. Yeah, but and they have a lot of fun like seasonal items like all the time. Oh, always. Salads. And they always have those drinks that have the fun little ice cubes that light up. The glow up. cubes, yeah. So there's constantly something over there. And I believe at, there's a part of the year that has like a burger. Do you remember it was like a specialty burger and like the bun was like different colors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was for like light and dark side or yeah, something. Yeah, so that's yeah. one of the main reasons why we wanted to add it is because they do do fun items at that They place, do. So. And I'm sorry, one thing before I'm going to have to mention it. They have, on normal times, I don't, I haven't seen them do it in a long time, the Jedi show, like for the kids. Yeah. That was fun to watch. Yeah. It's good old entertainment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go to number four, Caitlin. 
Why don't you share? All right. Number four is the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta over in DCA. Yes. We love this place. It's a classic. It's, again, the same thing. They've got great entertainment. They've got the, oh, what's their names? Uh... The, the mariachi divas. Mariachi divas. Thank I love you. them. Love them. We always have to sit over there. They put on a show. Yeah. They've got like jazz bands that play once in a while. Um, it gets it knock it gets knocked a little bit because of primarily outdoor seating. It's hot in SoCal. What ninety percent of the time? Yeah. So I'd give them a little like it gets a bump down because of yeah. I mean, again, majority of the uh, quick service restaurants in DCA are all outside seating. Yeah, um, that's right. So again, keep that in mind. It. It's not inside. It's, there's no AC. But again, you are um, kind of surrounded by the like really pretty atmosphere of DCA. The Mariachi Divas are you normally going on. Like yeah. It's just the whole thing. So, What's your favorite food item here? So <laughs> I normally get a um, kid's cheese pizza and a side salad. And it, I, it, makes, <laughs> it takes me to my happy Caitlin place. Caitlin loves this little combo. I love it. Um, however, I did want to mention they have some salads that I absolutely love. Um, it's called the Boardwalk Field Greens. It has fresh greens topped with tomatoes, cheese, cucumbers, cranberries, pecans, raisins, and a basil vinaigrette. It is amazing. Sounds good. Love it. Yeah, I usually take a couple bites off you. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, for gluten people, uh, I can do a gluten-free pizza here, and it's really good. It's actually better than Disneyland's counterpart restaurant, which would be, well, what's it called now? Alien Pizza Planet. Mm -hmm. it used to be called uh, Red Rockets Pizza yes. Port. Um, so... This is, uh, yeah, this is much better crust and they just are more consistent over at this location. And I know the crowd favorite, the thing I can't have, but I've almost, I've wanted you to get it every single time, but you freeze to eat it in front of me, which is very sweet, but I want you to try it. Yeah. Is the chicken sun-dried tomato pesto pasta. Yeah. It, it is supposed it to be, amazing. it looks unbelievably good. Which they also, for people who have celiac, they do have a gluten-free pasta option, but I believe it's just marinara. Yeah. And the marinara sauce there is not very good. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go get pasta, go to wine country, but that's obviously not quick service. So yeah. um, anyways, it's a great option for if you're wanting pizza, pasta, salad. It is. And families, you can get a big pizza there. Mm -hmm. It's $40, but it's a full pizza. Right. More expensive than round table or uh, Domino's, <laughs> but you're at Disneyland, uh, but it's a decent option. Uh, number three, Caitlin. Craftsman Grill. Yes. So this is not, not to be mistaken, this is confusing. Their naming scheme over in, uh, it's at the Grand Californian Hotel. Mm-hmm. The Craftsman Bar and Grill is different than the Craftsman Grill. Yeah. The, so why don't you explain what so that difference is? The Craftsman Bar and Grill, it how I could say this easily, is the area or the restaurant next to the pool. Yeah. So it's so, like an outdoor seating. You'll you'll come right across it, across the way from the spa. Yeah. So it's, yeah, the way you can think of it is if it has the bar, it's the outside one. The inside one that we are talking about is only the grill. And that's quick service. That's right. a big difference. So the other one you have to sit down. Reservations are recommended. Right. Yeah. That place is amazing. It's very good. If you have good. some time and have like, to sit down and everything, it is absolutely delicious. Fun fact, that's where we sat and ate with, not ate um, with. We but never we sat, talked about that. Oh, we sat next to Josh tomorrow. Yes. Uh, at that restaurant mm -hmm. and got and a picture with him. Family, his met his whole wife, family. Everything. His parents were in town. Yeah. We're just we're just part of the tomorrow family now. Oh yeah. Um but this was a while ago. But uh anywho ski, this is the sit I'm sorry, this is the counter service restaurant that you have to walk inside for. If you keep walking past this restaurant to the left, there are double doors. Walk through those and there is a awesome counter service restaurant in there. They have a fantastic breakfast platter. 
for both gluten and non-gluten eaters. Mm -hmm. They have gluten-free bread for me, like toast in the morning. It's really good. Yeah, it's really nice. And again, they have like the little things like they have Belgian waffles and they have omelets for you. Um, And then they have like the little seasonal offerings, such as like the pumpkin donuts right now. There's like a Jack Skellington cupcake. So there's always like little treats in there that you can just grab and go. It's almost like a little market. Yeah. So it's nice. And then as well as the breakfast, they do offer, um, I believe it's lunch and dinner. They do. Yeah, so they've got the baked nachos, which you can eat outside. Um, So if you don't want to wait and sit down and pay for tip and all that good stuff and you just want to have a quick option, uh, baked nachos, the same ones that are amazing, are served inside this restaurant. They've got carnitas quesadilla, a Mediterranean Wagyu burger, uh, chicken wings. It's just kind of like elevated counter service. So if if you are tired of park food, for sure, go to this restaurant. It's really good. It will be more expensive than your typical like dining experience. Dining, yeah. yeah, just because it's associated with the hotel. However, if you do go there and you are going into DCA, you can use that little side access to the park, which is really nice. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Not it's. It, it, I am waiting for the day they lock that down for just hotel guests. Yeah. But you're able to use it. We're not breaking any rules. Mm-hmm. They don't say anywhere that you need to be a guest. And it's filled with cold AC, that room. Yes. So if you need like, some time to cool off, Yep. The time. And so. you're sitting with a bunch of part. Like, I always look around at these hotel guests and I'm like, how are you here right now, people? <laughs> <laughs> so expensive. It's so expensive. One day, one day we're going to do it. It will. We, we'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two, let me share with you. This one takes the cake for, how do I explain this? It is a new favorite of ours and it's recently discovered. This is a, clearly a thing in the Disney community because all over Twitter, it's just kind of a known thing, but Plaza Inn, their lunch is fantastic. So, this is kind of a, a weird one. It's sit down in the morning, and I believe it's sit down at night, right? I think so. So during the day for lunchtime, this is a counter service. So you walk up, grab your food, pay for it, and sit down. But they have amazing salads here. Mm-hmm. They have fried chicken. My dad got that last time we were there. He loved it. They have all the fix. They always have like a specialty slice of cake. Oh my gosh. Like right now. Oh it's my so gosh. good. So yeah, they make the salad right in front of you. We usually get the Cobb salad. It is really good and giant. You can easily share it. Yeah, right now they just changed it. I think it's like a seasonal transition. It's called the chopped salad. It's pretty similar. Yeah, it's just chicken on a bed of greens tossed with house-made ranch dressing, cheddar, bacon, beans, onions, tomatoes, and signature croutons. <laughs> That's a lot. I can't have the croutons, but... But it's really good. And again, you can split it because I believe it's $14. So it's a it's a quite a pricey salad. <laughs> yeah, but. that's Disney. Uh, they also have pasta. So if you want gluten-free, this is actually way better than most of the other restaurants. So gluten-free pasta, you can also get that here. Um, and they've got salmon. It's just good. Again, an elevated counter service. Mm-hmm. Really good. S- seating can be a little tricky inside. Um, so definitely if you have someone else with you, have one of you get the food, the other one go find a seat. For sure. Because um, half of it's outside, half of it's inside. If you lock down an inside room, I'm sorry, seating area, it's fantastic because yeah. the AC, again, is bumping in this place. But outside it gets hot because all they have are umbrellas. Right. And that only does so much. Right. Um, okay. Drum roll for our number one spot. And this is a recent addition to our top five list. It would have been, it would have been smoke jumpers number one would have been smoke jumpers about six months ago mm-hmm. but they changed they don't have waffle fries anymore big no-no they also have the worst burger patties on god's green earth it's really gross now and yeah it's just not very good now no so number one flows v8 cafe has taken the spot yeah for it, us it's honestly it's a favorite now i'd have to say 
And again, for those who have listened to this podcast for a while, we've mentioned it the last couple of times. They have an amazing, it's called a cheeseburger. <laughs> I love saying it. It's so Ka-cheese funny. Cheeseburger. Um, just it's your classic cheeseburger. I think you can get like Thousand Island sauce on it. And it's really good with And that. they have delicious steak fries that they serve with it. Um, there's so many other options there. Like currently right now, they have like buffalo wings over fries yeah and again that will change again they get a ton of seasonal options but the highlight of the entire restaurant is their neapolitan shake which we discussed was it a week or two last, last week. week yeah, yeah. Um, that is absolutely amazing if you go there get the neapolitan shake and let us know what you think because it literally it was so good yeah. It wasn't like a traditional like shake you would get at a theme park, a theme park or yeah. anything. It was quite tasty. Very, very good. They also have a salad. So if you want a lighter option, they've got a Cobb DeVille salad. I love the uh, names to them. That's so fun. Yeah. Mixed lettuce, turkey breast, crispy bacon, blue cheese, hard cooked egg, corn, tomatoes, and ranch dressing. Uh, they've got a club sandwich. I actually had that last time with the gluten-free sandwich bun thing. Very good. So yeah, again, a solid, it's theme park food, right? It's yeah. cheeseburgers, shakes. But they do it well. And again, when you get an inside seat, that AC feels really good. Right. And the theming is fantastic. The music they play is fun. I don't know. I just like it all around. Except one knock. And this poor girl didn't know she was doing it. But you remember last time? Me and you got sprayed with some cleaner. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She we, didn't know. We were sitting down and we we're getting ready to eat. And this this poor cast member, she was She's like, just doing her job. No, she's, she's just cleaning yeah, the tables. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, we sat down and she's like, oh, I'll get your table. I'll clean it off for you. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. She like, I went to like move away and she was just like quick, probably just to clean it so that we can move on with our food. And she sprayed both Caleb and I with just that spray, like literally all over what us. what kind of cleaner that was? It got in my mouth. It yeah. was all over. It was everywhere. And I think she got nervous because she got quickly just swept the I table know. and walked away. She didn't mean to. And no, she didn't mean to. She got the people next to us too, yes. though. I felt bad. And the kid like reacted and she was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So again, just. Be mindful again. <laughs> just don't don't be the person that starts yelling at a cast no. member. It's it's something so small. Again, they're not going out of their way to spray you with cleaner, <laughs> but it was just kind of a, like a oh no. Moment. I know. I'm glad my food wasn't on the table. Yeah. But um, no, this is a fantastic option for some quick bites. Yeah. Um, it's right next to the car, so if it's cool enough, sit outside because you get really cool views of Radiator Springs Racers right there. And uh, yeah, it's just a fun place. Cars Land is awesome. It's awesome. I did have one honorable mention that I wanted to add. We didn't add this list because of one reason, but Caleb's like, oh, what are you talking about right now? Um, I did want to mention Pimp's Test Kitchen. All right. I almost brought this up, but I decided to keep it off the list because of seating. Um, The food there is absolutely amazing. There's like a peanut butter and jelly bacon banana sandwich that they have. Yeah. It's phenomenal. They're... um, tater tots have like a garlic and herb like seasoning on them they're absolutely amazing they have like this like multi-meat like sandwich (laughs) multi-meat gross (laughs) um it's essentially like yeah it's um what is it salami yeah pastrami all those types of marinara sauce Mm -hmm. it's almost like a pizza sandwich it's good very good but yeah this the food is solid yeah and again a little banana shake that you can get and everything's all fun like weirdly sized but the, the seating is an issue to me. Um, it's not only limited, but all outside. Yes. And the one thing that I noticed while we were there last is when we were sitting down and eating, there was a ton of families with multiple like trays filled with food. They had nowhere to sit. So they were literally standing, holding their trays and eating their food. It, I, I felt so bad for them. Yeah. And again, 
when you're it's a t- it's a lot of money with a family to get all that type of food. So you're like, okay, I want to be able to sit down and enjoy my meal, and there's no seating because it's, yeah. it's swamped over there. It's so. very very busy, and it's a new restaurant, so people are newer. Sorry, not new. Yeah. So people flock to it, and it's very popular. And they've got fun drinks. A lot of adults are there at oh, the bar yeah. area. They're fun. So yeah. It's fun, but the seating knocks it off yeah. the list. But again, if the seating's light or the day you're like, hey, I'm going to sit on a curb. I don't care. Yeah. Highly recommend. That place yeah. is delicious. It's a good spot. So. Well, that's our list. That's the top five quick service restaurants at the Disneyland Resort. If you agree, disagree, what have you, share your thoughts with us over on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. That's going to do it for this episode. You can find us on Instagram at Market House Podcast and Twitter at Market House Pod. Make sure to follow us over there for all the pictures of parks and recently cruise pictures Mm -hmm. and all of our adventures that we go on. Uh, Consider, again, like Caitlin mentioned before, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Giant help to the show. If you're already going to the parks and you want to buy some tickets and book your hotel, do so with our Undercover Tourist link that you can find in the episode details. Join us next week for another episode. This has been Market House. Bye. Bye.